0: Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Inc. And welcome to episode 75, season 4, episode 17, entitled Lee Marvin vs. Derek Jeter, originally airing April 22nd 2010. David, please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this
1: episode. After finally getting a divorce, Nancy's in town, causing a love triangle standoff between she and Avery for Jack's affection, even though neither one knows about the other. Meanwhile, Liz is really trying to get out there, and attending as many single events as she can to varying levels of Success. non-success. Yeah,
0: <laughs> non-success. Well, once, no, yeah, no successes, yeah. And lastly...
1: And finally, in a time,
0: not yeah, timely... I was thinking that the entire episode, you should go... In an ill-timed
1: for, t- for recent events, uh, Tracy discovers that racism is back in America, and Twofer resigns in disgust after learning that he was hired because of NBC's diversity program. Yes. Um, and uh, everyone examines their uh, affirmative privilege. action and privilege and lack of privilege, and... Yeah
0: um yeah we will discuss that when we get to it i feel like we'll probably make some sort of statement going forward but um yeah as soon as the storyline came up i was like oh my god this is just eerily topical and uh, not on the nose in the sense of like oh wow this is something that we're going through right now but in terms of just old school racism uh like just just i mean the fact that it's a racist based or racism based storyline is 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 just way 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 topical uh which we could talk about more as we get there um but i mean even at this time in 2010 affirmative action was still a thing that people touted and still uh didn't want and fought against and things like that um, remember the last week my dad was telling you or i was telling you about dad's story about I've worked with plenty of them. He was referring to affirmative action, so.
1: um, I mean, I think it's, yeah, I think it's
0: been.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember presidential campaigns in the 90s when Mm -hmm. the people were talking about how bad affirmative action was. So I think it's just been a constant punching bag for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's,
0: yeah. I I, I had kind of forgotten that it was such a hot topic because I don't hear much about it currently. Yeah, I don't think you, right. I think it's sort of just been accepted or just not has been a big hot button issue well anymore. I think
1: employees in general well I shouldn't say that given I, most in, I think in recent events it. but they've, they've more it more companies data. are hiring more widely whether through specific company policies or just general cultural right
0: like a change was enacted to make it even I mean, more common not as much
1: hire. as they could be but to the right. point where it seems like that affirmative actionism is I don't know Reviled as yeah. a talking point, as right?
0: Or yeah, it's not as much as it's something you can a platform to stand on. I guess diversity hire is now the new affirmative action. I guess.
1: I mean, I don't know. I feel like those are kind of used interchangeably.
0: Yeah, but I feel like I hear diversity
1: hire more than I hear affirmative action anymore. I'm not sure. I feel
0: like affirmative action is like the older generation, like people 50 and over. Diversity hires our generation a little bit older and a little bit younger. Yes. Anyway. anyway, not getting bogged down in that. <laughs> uh, any thoughts on this episode? Um, that 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 aside, we will talk about it when we get to the story element uh, of it. But uh, I have to say, I kind of uh, g- gleaming off the last couple of weeks, I feel like this was a bit more enjoyable. Than yeah, episode. it was definitely
1: way better than last week.
0: Yeah, a lot more uh, laughs and a lot of more joke a lot a lot more jokes and I felt this got more back to that core 30 rock like not quite a cartoon but it's so silly that it's i mean the plot of judging two dates on the same time like that's i mean that's a very hackneyed idea but i feel like they do a really good job of it here um of him judging it more based on where he wants to go in life rather than just wanting both of them at the same time kind of thing like him reflecting on yeah, I mean, they say it, the, the line from the episode is you're the person that you grew up with and is your past and you're clinging to or do you want the future blah, blah, blah. So I feel like they, they did a good job personifying that ideal. Um, and then Jenna trying to either get the affection of Jerem because she's interested in him or because he won't let her in. She now has a rival and that she's just like, what can I do to impress this person? That she's was just not, not really used there.
1: to people catering to totally her rejecting her right in that yeah. way i mean i guess like the writers like make fun of her but they don't i don't know like he she never rejected this dismisses yeah. her in a way that she doesn't happen <laughs> yeah i bearded. guess so that
0: was my favorite part is just her whole desperate for jim's attention
1: <laughs> there could be with the line about there could be more cheese or that um look how
0: drunk i am look how much cheese i have in my mouth that's not that much cheese yeah. <laughs> such a great line just
1: so silly. <laughs> also her mouth is like stuffed, with she's yeah. like, not, I guess like not stuffed, fully. you could probably shove in a couple more cubes,
0: yeah. but... Well, it's not that much exactly. cheese, so yeah.
1: He's, he's seen more.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, I kind of realize I'm basically over the Jack love triangle, romance, anguish, whatever, in general, like... Yeah.
0: I don't know, I... I, I we'll wait for next week's episode because that's mostly oh, really? his whole thing if i remember correctly i think that's what his whole shtick is yeah. no, no, cause i
1: hadn't i don't know i hadn't minded it so much in the other episodes the season for some reason it was just like i don't know just having it all together and like the constant it was like i guess he, he it seems like he he's been anguishing both about avery and nancy in different ways now that it was both in the same episode which is like constant anguishing i was like okay like there's been a lot of this recently. Yeah. So I I mean it seems like that storyline is at least coming to an end in the near future. So um
0: Yeah, so the next week's episode will basically be the jay Leno Conan Conan uh debacle but they personify Avery and Nancy in Jack's story. Ah. So uh there's a little bit more of that. But then we won't see them again or we won't see Nancy again until the finale. And then the decision is made there. Uh, but yeah, I I guess I like the f- refreshing look of him handling the, what they call the three company situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get why you could be tired of it at this point. Um, just because, I don't know, I feel like it's clear that Avery is the better choice for him. I don't know. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but uh, anyway. Any other thoughts before we hop
1: in? Let's hop in.
0: Huh? So the cold open is basically going to set up uh, Liz's storyline as well as Jack's storyline and then we will get the two-first storyline when we come back from the opening.
3: And I think we can both conclude that we finished Q1 with better than expected results and I can promise that my performance will improve, especially if you're a little more flexible on your end.
2: I love it when you talk dirty to me. I cannot wait to see you tonight.
3: What are you going to wear?
2: To your museum gala? Think slutty Grace Kelly. Oh.
3: God bless you. I'm picturing it right now. Uh, and the opposite of that, I just walked in.
2: Tell Liz I said hi.
3: I will.
4: Happy birthday, Jack. I got you a card. It's one of those new ones where you can record a message. Test, test, test. This is a test for Jack's card. Wonder man! <laughs> Excuse me, how do we record on these things? Whatever.
3: I'll definitely figure it out. Thank you, Lemon. But my true present is that exquisite ensemble. You look like a prison weed dealer.
4: I'm coming back from a singles dodgeball match, okay? Good God. The YMCA near my apartment offers a variety of singles activities and I am forcing myself to go to all of them.
3: Well, I'm glad you're trying, but I wish you didn't have to. Lemon, are you wearing a cup?
4: Oh, I forgot, only guys can get hurt there.
3: I just wish it were easier for you. You need an Avery. Simple, fun, uncomplicated. As my good friend and fox hunting partner, Mary J. Blige would say, no more drama.
4: Happy birthday.
3: Nancy, what are you doing here?
4: It's done, Jack. I'm
5: divorced.
4: Well, well.
1: So it's interesting because, like, Jack's line there about her needing to find an Avery seems like it's foreshadowing something. But it's definitely not in this episode because, I mean, she only makes one really grand gesture to talk to someone, and it ends up being a punchline.
0: Well, I thought him saying you need to find an Avery is him saying he's forgotten about his own... Uh, situation with Nancy and then literally he's setting up the joke of no more drama and then Nancy shows up. Oh yeah. That's true.
1: That's not the joke but like to me though it just seemed like though that I don't know I thought I I, I guess I I thought that was going to foreshadow something for Liz. Well I guess it
0: kind of does it helps her push to that like what Nancy says later on where she's like you need to stop looking uh, for what you want or like whatever she says that then that's the reason she gives the speech at the dodgeball match to the guy. Um, it is her realizing she's not she shouldn't shoot for the moon, per se, but she should just put her wants out there and, and find... And, you know, so I think it is kind of setting that up. Or maybe they put that line in there and just forgot to... Oh,
1: you know. no, I mean, it, it I mean it's a function. Obviously, that thing like he just said, is um, for Jack, like how the, the contrasting of... Well, suddenly Nancy's back in the picture, yeah. you know, like definitely that, and the no more drama line. But I don't know, I, I, I guess I just was expecting so many different fill the storyline based off that but I mean if I guess that wasn't their intention
0: also there, actually there is one more thing I wanted to say the way Liz is pitching the whole YMCA singles, it almost sounds like product placement for like just the YMCA <laughs> like she's like I go to my YMCA in my neighborhood for the variety like the way she says variety it makes it sounds like a pitch oh. versus like just her saying here's my storyline like it sounds like it's weird product placement but it's not just the way she says it makes it sound like it is. Anyway, we come back from the cold open and uh, Jenna gets all the deets from Liz about her, her recent dodgeball match.
4: Hey, how did your dodgeball thing go? Did you meet anyone? Not really. I mean, there was one okay guy. Eat it, bitch! What is wrong with you? He was flirting. Did you ever even talk to him? I yelled at him about a rule violation. His foot was over the line. How many more of these things are you going to? Line dancing this afternoon, then tomorrow is the wine and cheese tasting, or as I like to call it, singles fart suppression. Maybe I should go with you, be your wingman. Oh, thanks, Jenna, but you don't want to do that. No, it'll be good acting research for me. I'm up for a role in National Lampoon's Van Wilder's Wingman Incorporated. I look forward to not watching that on an airplane.
0: I think we talked about it earlier but Jenna or Jane Krakowski was in National Lampoon's um, was it just called? Vac- yeah, National Lampoon's Vacation. She was the cousin of of Chevy Chase's families um, or God, what's the crazy Quaid? Randy is the crazy one? Maybe, I have no idea. Yeah, Dennis Quaid is the younger one that has a semblance of sanity. Yeah, Randy Quaid's the crazy one. <laughs> Um, yeah, he plays the daughter, his daughter, and the cousin of the family in National Anthem Vacation, so.
3: Anyway. Anyway,
0: uh, Nancy's getting a tour of the, um, TGS studios.
3: And this is our wardrobe department. Uh, Nancy, this is the star of our show, Tracy Jordan. Tracy, this Not is-
5: now, Jackie D. I heard on the walkie-talkies that there's a red-headed milf walking around with some executive.
4: You know what? That felt really good.
3: So I'll, uh, see you at lunch. Kenneth, would you please show Mrs. Doherty, I'm sorry, um, Ms. Donovan to the elevator.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have we met before?
5: You shut your mouth.
0: Okay. That has to be paying off the bit from a couple episodes earlier, right?
1: When he goes house hunting. But it's
0: so weird, because if you don't remember that fake house hunting bit, that line just comes off as rude, and... Like it doesn't pay off. You think people unless, don't remember? I mean,
1: I, I, I mean, I remembered it right away. I
0: didn't. Like oh. the last times I was rewatching, I was like, why really? is he so aggressive with that? Because it's like they've because they've said so much about him potentially being super old. So I was like, mm-hmm. are they hinting that he went to school with her or something? Like I don't know. I feel like there could have been something else that like another line or something that connected that joke to make it land a little bit better.
1: I, I, don't like, know. I thought it was pretty.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it yes. maybe. I feel like if you're binging it, it's easier to catch. But it's if bad. you were watching week to week, you probably would not remember that.
1: That's what we're doing, and I definitely remembered it.
0: Right, because we're binging it.
1: No, we're watching it week to week. Maybe, we we, yeah. we watch one a week. So we watched it three weeks ago, or four weeks ago, or however uh, many weeks ago that was. I don't know now. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I thought of that right away.
0: Okay. Well, I'm wrong then.
1: Well, I mean. <laughs> You're not wrong if you didn't remember it or whatever, but it just, like, I mean.
0: Well, I mean, yeah.
1: That that was, like, a big goofy, like, subplot. Like, Jack sends Kenneth to fake try to buy her house or whatever so she can move to New York.
0: Yeah, but I guess, like, when he says, you shut your mouth, couldn't if she have said something like that character? I don't feel like there, there could have been a better connection than just, you remember this small joke from five, five episodes ago? Yeah, this is the payoff of that. And then i don't know i'm overthinking it doesn't
4: really matter
3: anyway
4: now you're having lunch does avery know about this
3: lemon the grown-up dating world is like your haircut sometimes awkward triangles occur
4: i feel like you've been saving that one
3: obviously this is unexpected i really didn't think that nancy would ever get divorced
4: why would a lady get divorced at 50 stick it out men die first then you have two wonderful years then you die
3: yes nancy showing up is a game changer but if i blow this up now all three of us will suffer so what are you gonna do i'm going to make the most of this opportunity i'm going to pursue both relationships see how they develop and then make an informed decision you're gonna
4: juggle them no even you can't pull this off jack mrs doubtfire shimself could not do this you are gonna blow it and you're gonna end up alone and you're gonna have to go to singles dodgeball put on these rec specs this is your future let put me them no, on. let
3: me oh, the band is soaking oh.
1: Oh,
0: going to excuse that little say. It, another yeah,
1: it's another example of something that if the show was being done today, they would not have
0: no, written. I think they would have said just herself.
1: Yeah, or something. They would have. They would have handled better than that. Yeah, I mean, we we won't want it too much. It's a product of it. In this way, it's a product of the time, and it's like they would do better now, and it's not great, but. Sometimes like these are just ju-
0: like she could have said something like Tootsie, Tootsie, yeah. Tootsie couldn't pull off. That way you're still implying or you could you could still say the line. Mrs. Doubtfire couldn't pull off yeah. and you still get the joke without having to be transphobic. Yeah. Yikes. Anyway, uh, we are now getting into Toofer and Tracy's storylines.
2: You will not believe what just happened to me. A guy on the subway just called me a biggledy boo. What's a biggledy boo? It's an 18th century word for dark skinned more.
5: I've learned the word black in every language, just so I'm no one to be offended. Russian, churn Korean, hung. Dolphin?
6: Well, I'm sure it was just an isolated incident.
2: Nah, I'm telling you, com. old school racism is back. How can racism be back when we elected a black president?
5: Barry Obams is the one who brought it back.
2: So you're saying that racism is back because white people no longer feel sorry for us? Hey,
5: something's going on. You know what I seen last night? A Sloven Shield commercial with a black burglar. It's not good. Come to think of it, I saw a white judge on Law & Order last night. Oh yeah, it's back on. Get ready, son. All you've ever known is your affirmative action job and Queen Latifah covergirl commercials. So
0: where do we begin? Because so, well, we can't ignore the subject. No, no, no. No, for sure. No, no, of
1: course, yeah. No, it, it would be interesting to see how they would address it with the same hindsight, you know what I mean, that we have now, like, in in the current age, because, I mean, in the, having the context of, like, 10 plus more years of history, like, in a way, the Obama presidency did bring it back, but not because white people no longer feeling sorry, because lots (laughs) of white people people. are resenting a person in that position of power, and it, 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 causing a sort, all sorts of cultural... But the message
0: that they're saying there is that because uh, America or a large population voted in Barack Obama, d- were they saying that white people were just like throwing a bone to African-Americans or people of color to be like, all right, you can't complain anymore now because we voted someone in. Oh, yeah. I mean, well,
1: that's part of it for sure. I mean, I remember around the time like that was like, you know, well, America showed it's not racist anymore, so you have a black president. Yeah,
0: that that was a storyline or at least like an inside joke or a snide comment that would like predominate a lot of comedies because oh no, I'm not racist anymore. I voted for Barack Obama. It's like, well, that's not really. Oh, by the way, this should be a big surprise. This is a Black Lives Matter podcast in terms of we will support that, uh, just getting that out there, uh, just because of the time. And, yes. Uh, I feel like it needs to be said. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean yes.
1: <laughs> Let's say that. On the other hand, like people don't need to hear a bunch of like white people no, absolutely spreading no, their feelings not. about everything. No. So, in the meantime, yes, we support that and donate. Yeah, urge you to donate. donate to you know, Black Lives Matter uh, be a and part other of organizations that, that we, are yeah. doing the work on the ground.
0: Yeah. Do not lead the conversations. Be part of the conversations and listen. That's really all
1: you need to do. Yes. But, uh, anyway. listen, but, but listen, listen to the people who really yes, know what they're talking yes, about. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And um, donate. Yes. Um, anyway, <laughs> getting... Uh, sorry, we're... Um, we that. Oh, uh, right. Yes. So, pop, right. So, we were talking about the... How the yeah, pop culture yeah. is. And, and in a, a recent example, even in Quote, unquote, Little Hollywood, like, when Moonlight won Best Picture a few years ago, it was like Green Book won the next year, and there was, like, all the talk about, well, you know, like, well, you know, people in Hollywood have been like, well, you know, we did our duty, we let the black one and the, the, the black gay one win last year, so now we're just going to vote for the one we want. And I mean, obviously, that's not all the people voting Oscars, but, like, I mean, I listen and, you know, read journalism around that stuff, like, people who talk to voters and, like, just to get sentiments of that, and, you know, there, that was a thing of, like, oh, we did our duty to show whatever, right. you know, like. So we're we're good people.
0: Like when Crash won in 2006. I mean that's actually. They got to pat themselves on the back because they showed diversity. because they thought
1: that they were celebrating anti-racism, right? Um, um, but anyway, so yeah, no, getting, um, back the, so getting back into the getting back to what's happening here. Like it's, it's, I mean, it's well, okay, so it's layered. So like. Tw- what Tracy says about like, you know, you have your affirmative action job, like it's true in a way, time it's like, those are like, I don't know, but those are a positive thing because getting more opportunities to more people allows then wider swaths of people to be able mm-hmm. to succeed. So, I mean, yeah. he's right away, but it's like, it's not necessarily a negative thing. Um,
0: right. But I, but I think there's also a pocket of certain communities that feel betrayed when they see someone excel. Um, because a lot of times those people will then forget where they came from and no longer help those communities and help those people. Um, Once they reach that level of power or they they reach that stardom, they sort of seemingly turn their back. And so they're seen as like a Judas or they're seen as just a betrayer to their communities. So I think, I don't think that's what Tracy's saying in any way. I think, I mean, because, I mean, Tracy is... And and I mean one of the, obviously the most privileged person on the show, in terms of like he literally can say anything and he never has any repercussions. So I mean he has to recognize in a sense he has a lot of privilege himself. Um, but yeah, it's 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 like you said it's layered. There's a lot there uh, that comes with that. So I don't know. I mean,
1: and also Tracy's dolphin. Impression was one of the funniest ones they ever said for me.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I think Jeremy takes it for me, but his his dolphin impression is really good. And I'm sure it's 100 percent accurate. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess do I don't know. This is this is ignorance on my part, but do you know you're an affirmative action hire, or do you know what I mean? Like when you're going in for interviews and stuff, is that something they have to? I don't not necessarily declare anything
1: but I mean I've read no no, I I don't no I I don't think it's it's, I mean unless it's specifically a program which in later on when we get to the end when they specifically talk about the NBC diversity program we'll talk about that but we we can talk about that but I mean I don't think I mean I've read memoirs basically of of people of color like who talk about like getting scholarships to like prestigious universities and in there like when they're not in the room you know like or if they're like sort of thing where like they're outside in the hallway they're walking to something and like they hear people like whispering about them as like being like the diversity hire even though it's not it, it's not explicitly like, no one saying like they're the diversity hire but if you're the only basically if you end up being the only person of color in the department it's, like then of course you know like that's something that. Petty. Even, I mean, racist. I mean, yeah, I don't. Even I, if you don't consider themselves racist, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there, I'm sure there are plenty of well no people, people who are like, "Well, you know, they're only here because they're people who can cons- white people who consider themselves pro equality, whatever are have made those sorts of comments or had those sorts of thoughts before, you know?
0: Yeah, so, yeah, and I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand, understand. the mentality because if you're if your comment is they're only here because of affirmative action, it's like, what the fuck does that matter to you? Like, well, because right, because
1: then it, I mean, it's a way to make yourself feel superior. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? This person's only here because of that, so I'm smarter than them. Like,
0: I I mean, I guess, yeah, that is the way to take it is like, they don't deserve this job, but it's like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's gross, uh, to think that way, but sadly, well, Well, it's because,
1: I mean, part of it is because the myth of meritocracy. In America, like it's like, you know, like, oh, if you work hard and do whatever, like, you achieve. You get, and right. I mean, I think we have lots of history to show Pull that, no, tracks. that's not the case. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, if no matter what your level of talent is, often it's more Repetism, important just knowing someone, favoritism. right? Being someone's family member, knowing yeah. someone, and that's how you get into places, yeah. not necessarily because people like to think that everything's a meritocracy and they say oh i oh i'm in this position or oh i have achieved this level Mm -hmm. or whatever because i'm just smart and successful i
0: mean in the last few years that whole ideal of work hard and it pays off has just crumbled i mean uh there's not a lot but there are numbers of things i've read of people saying uh, especially for certain jobs like that say bachelors or um uh, certain levels of degrees are more recommended they're no longer required because if you show that you can do the work without having a degree that's just as good as someone who has a degree and maybe has not put in the same amount of work so your four years of experience doing the work versus the person with a degree but only two years of experience does not immediately disqualify you from that same position although it still does come down to a person-to-person basis someone might say well, this person does only have two years experience, but they put in the the work of a degree. So, isn't that worth more? And it's like, I mean, I think the work almost. I I it would be really difficult to be a manager and have to make those kinds of decisions. But I don't know. It it really does come down, I guess, to not just their work ethic. There's a lot more that would have to be uh, weighed in. But um, going back to what you were talking about in terms of meritocracy and like you have to work hard, but I mean there, there there's a video that's circulating right now with uh he's i mean he's predominantly a wrestler but lately in the last couple of years he started up a video game streaming service um his name is xavier woods and he's 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 i mean he's one of the most intelligent men out there right now and he's he like basically wrestling became a side job for him while he was going through school put in the work but um he's talking about when he was a kid his parents will have to sit him down and tell him about racism, about the fact that because he's a different skin color, uh, he will have to put in twice the work as someone that is not the same race as him. And he will have to prove himself over and over again. And despite proving himself, it can literally all be taken away in a moment. And it's like, it's super heartbreaking because it's not, it's not a new story it's a story that's literally been going on for hundreds of years and will continue to go on until the shit stops and it's just like it's super heartbreaking because i mean yeah like i think about that all the time like and and i've worked in places where literally i've heard managers say uh because of someone's name or because of someone's race yeah they're not going to get hired here i'm i'll never see them again i'm never going to call them and it's like what if they're better at the job than me shouldn't they deserve the chance? And it's literally just because of the racism and, and the system in place that is like, because you have a different name or because you're a different race or this or that, they're never even gonna give a chance to you. And it's just like, fuck man. <laughs> like i that sucks. Like, I mean, I'm thankful for every job that I've had, but if someone else deserved it more, they should have gotten that chance. That's, it's just, it's really uncool. And so it's, I don't know, I I uh,
1: Yeah, well I mean the whole thing, like, deserving and all that stuff is totally subjective. Like, right, right. I mean, you can interview people and, I mean, obviously, like, based off things like past experience and specific, like, projects they've worked on or confidence they have, like, that's that's a way to quantify how someone might better at a job than someone else. But other than that, I mean, if you know, if you're looking at a pool of people who basically have the same level of experience, like, achievements, you know what I mean? like. I mean, who's to say who the quote-unquote best person is, you know? Like, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of times it just comes down to when you interview, who seems to get along best with, and you know, who, 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 who has the best immediate rapport with the people they are interviewing with, you know what I mean? Like, the whole, the whole, that's why when, like, with things get around college admissions, like, there was that white girl in Texas who sued the University of Texas because she was, she was denied admission, basically, with her her case was that, you know, she had higher grades or whatever, you know, than people who were admitted, but she was denied in favor of basically minorities who Mm -hmm. didn't necessarily have a strong academic. And it's like, wasn't, you know what I mean? Like there's so many colleges out there. Like what, I mean, I realize if you go to certain colleges, there's a certain level of prestige attached with that. But I mean, when it comes down to it, like there are, I don't know, there's large amounts of colleges there. There are large amounts of jobs out there. You know what I mean? Like if, if, just because you're turned down from one doesn't mean that you know, like I don't know. To me, it's like there, there's other opportunities out there. It's not like if you got turned down from one college, like oh, your life is over. Like you have no other opportunities right. to get into it. You know what I mean? So that could be a situation of like, especially I mean, especially when you're like a white person, like, right. and the, the door that historically closed, like, you have historically haven't been you know banned. I mean, it's, I mean, really white men because obviously there are colleges who were men only and obviously mm-hmm. weren't admitting any non-white people. So. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, Not I, to I,
0: discredit women's suffrage or anything. Oh, like, no. But, like, no. I mean, that, that I'm sure that girl ultimately ended up doing fine and either getting into another school or, like, her. Yeah. Birth, and I I, her... I,
1: she ended up losing the case. I think, I think, in the Supreme Court, I think she ended up losing. But, yeah. I mean, people seem to claim this thing, like, oh, it's a meritocracy. Like, I deserve, I've done this, so I deserve this. And it's like, if I don't, I don't know. Like, feel like, you know, like, oh, I I didn't do this thing that I felt like I deserved. Like, now my life is over. And it's like these people, you know, these other people just, like, took that opportunity away from me. They weren't even qualified. It's it's like, like, it's jealousy.
0: And it's, that's, it's, 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 it's really petty. And I get being upset. Like, especially when you work, I mean, high school is a joke, but when you work so hard through your elementary and your high school, because you have a goal in mind and you're like, I have to go here because either it's where my particular study of course is, what I want to do. They do a great job at it. And I'm going to work really hard and get there. And you're denied for whatever reason. It that's a bummer. I don't want to take that pain or that uh, emotion away from you. But at the same time, that's literally not the end of the world. Like it sucks and that's a bummer. But those minorities that may have got in instead of you likely would have never even had the chance to get in, be for a number of reasons. So. It, it's it's one of those things where you just sort of take the step back and realize that sucks but I've still got a million other opportunities like it, it's just a matter of your privilege of understanding like that's a bummer but your life is not over and you can either try again like wait a semester maybe try, like start your semester late or I don't know like it's it's not the end of the world kind of situation um, so it's like it's hard to feel too bad for someone like that but or for that situation, when you sort of extrapolate and think about it, and it's like, yeah, well, you just might start a semester later or go somewhere else
1: that, I mean. Right. I mean most, it's, it's go somewhere else. And I mean, yeah.
0: I mean, most people apply to multiple colleges at a yeah. time anyway. You usually have a fallback school. Yeah,
1: so. I mean, I, I don't know a lot of I understand. I'm I mean, because the University of Texas at Austin is, like, is, like, one of the top state universities. So, I mean, that that's, like, I mean, for some people, I guess, depending on, on, where you're studying sites, that could be your, like, you know, high-end school if you're going for, your, like, safety school if you're going for higher. But, I mean, any place, it, it's a really good school. So, I mean, yeah. if it, she, was, she was rejected there doesn't mean she wasn't getting into any college. Anyway, but the point is, like, people think that, I don't know, that, that they're entitled to certain things mm-hmm. based off certain... I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I get, to some level, like, the thing, of like, well, this person objectively has lower scores than you. But it's, like, at the same time, like, okay, but standardized testing like there are like obviously tons of classes like that you pay for that are devoted to improving your SAT and ACT and whatever mm-hmm. it's like okay who has access to those classes and mm-hmm. who has access to resources to go mm-hmm. to get outside to your you know what I mean so it's like yeah. in some I mean in some ways that the SATs are on a level playing field because right. if you have access to I mean you know, basically, you're doing th- you're doing drills on SAT words every week right. because you know there's a list of okay, these are words. i like, you know what I mean? And, and it's not necessarily that all the words that are on it's like basically this massive list. And it's like some of these words will be there, so learn what right. these words are. Yeah. And if you have the access to pay for that, then you're going to have a higher SAT score than someone who did not have or that it access. To that chance to have so, right. higher SAT score, right. but like what we were saying, the other thing about how meritocracy yeah. and 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 how that's ultimately myth and that serves a lot of issues because.
0: In, well, entitlement, jealousy, and all of that. stuff. As, as we've
1: seen, there are plenty of people who are in high positions because of the political donations they've made, or they're married to the right. daughter right. of the president, mm-hmm. or, or other things that is basically about the relationships they're yeah. in, as opposed to any actual sales.
0: Yeah. Whew. <laughs> Where do I go from here? Ah.
1: Line dancing class, the Y. Line dancing
0: class, the Y, where we meet our wonderful Jerome.
5: And
4: one, two, and hit. Four, five, six, and seven, eight. I'm sorry, are we expecting more men?
6: I'm Jerome. I collect posters.
4: Look at me, Jerome.
2: I know all the steps.
6: Kind of.
1: Is the Jerem character supposed to be like a direct male analog to Liz? Because if you think about what he says here and what he says in the later scenes, like, it's the same thing that Jenna says to Liz, like, well, you know, like, chides her for, for saying, you know? For being sassy. And yeah. Like, you, you know, like, because Jenna Jenna um, tells Liz, like, you know, she, she was wrong for complaining about the guy breaking the rules. It's like, he's like, you know what I mean? But he's saying, right,
0: Like, like Jenna was flirting with him, and Jerem doesn't see that and decides to call her out for not being good at it or not... Right, it he was right. pulling Liz, but
1: that almost made... But that made her Jenna even, like, more desperate for his yeah. approval. I, yeah, that's
0: a good... Maybe he is... Jerem is the, the analog for Liz. Yeah.
1: Because in the later scene in when the thing and he's... Jenna does her cheese thing. Like, he's talking to a woman there, so in that case, like, his, like, honesty or feelings or whatever isn't, like, dragging people off. So, I know, like, I... I that's what I was wondering, like, is it an analog? is just sort of commentary on how, because he's a dude, like, he... He's allowed to share his true opinions and yeah, and still it doesn't be, still be, he doesn't uh, have to be like why can't I find anyone or whatever. right
0: yeah because Liz's storyline is this she's she's too honest and she's too she's too uh, negative yeah whereas Jerem is the exact same way but seemingly Jenna is either interested or just wanting the affection so much that she'll do anything to which me. is definitely part of her character yeah. just which wanting, yeah wanting which, it yeah. Mm-mm. But meanwhile, at the uh, the gala, uh, Avery gets mistaken for Chelsea Handler.
4: You always know you're at the right party when it feels like the Riddler is about to attack. Well, look at this guest list. Harvey Weinstein, Glenn Beck,
3: Ashley Olsen. These are the people that make New York great.
4: Come on, let's do the red carpet together. The Post will love it. Money Bunny Avery Jessup steps out with sex-executive Jack
3: Donaghy. Well, no, I can't have my picture taken with you. Someone might see it.
6: What's that supposed to mean?
3: Um, I'm just saying you're a business reporter, and I'm trying to get FCC approval for the Cable Town deal. It wouldn't look right, like Santa Claus taking a shower.
4: Okay. I think I get that.
3: You go ahead. I'll meet you on the other side with a drink.
6: Okay. Avery, over here. Avery, I'm Jerry.
0: Did you hear the, I'm Jeremy there. <laughs> does that mean he's a cameraman or is he on the red carpet? Like, what does that mean? I mean, that's obviously just a joke. I mean,
1: but if he was uh, a photographer, that would be a real weird thing to yell out. So maybe he's on the red carpet.
0: It? If someone's yeah. just screaming out their name, you would want to look for that person. So sure. maybe, maybe it works, but yeah. Ah, but meanwhile, Tufer learns that he was indeed a uh, diversity hire from Liz herself.
2: Liz, I work here because I'm hilarious, right? Is this a trap? Earlier today, Tracy made the accusation that I am the beneficiary of affirmative action.
4: Yeah, well, Tracy is a buffoon.
2: That is a 15th century term for a black pirate. Racist! Is my presence on this staff tokenism?
4: Two for you are an invaluable member of our team.
2: Then why are my paychecks a different color than Frank's?
4: Because your salary does not come out of our budget. Look, Toof, you provide a point of view that is essential to keeping the diversity guy from bothering us.
2: I do not want a job I did not earn. I am about to utter two words a Harvard man never says. I'm
4: cool? No, I'm sorry. You can't set me up like that. Don't quit. I quit!
0: Do you know if that was an allegory for?
1: No. Someone on the writing team of 30 Rock. Donald Glover? Ah, yeah. uh, that makes sense. He, he oh, the, he was the, yeah. yeah. So I think we have talked about this a little bit before Um, in regards, specifically in regards to Mindy Galen, but even, so they don't explicitly reference it here, but what they're definitely referencing is NBC's diversity program, which literally was the network paid for one quote-unquote diversity hire on every show that didn't come out of the show's budget Um,
0: yeah Mindy Kaling from The Office yeah and
1: like I was listening to because Mindy Kaling's new Netflix show came out a month or a month or so ago now and she did an interview on Fresh Air um, around that time like she talked about that a little bit in that interview and talked about how like not (laughs) It's a little bit different in, in in the show here because Twofer has been around the whole time. Like, the, the way she explained the diversity program was it was sort of like no one really, like they weren't paying much attention to because it was like they were hired for the year. It wasn't part of the show's budget, so the show wasn't responsible for them. And after the year, the next year would be a new, a different person. So it was mm-hmm. like, they was kind of a revolving door there. So their ideas weren't necessarily taken that seriously. In general, I mean, obviously in general, like obviously Mindy Kaling, like that's how she started NBC. And now has an extremely successful career which we yeah. which again we've talked about a little bit on the podcast before yeah. um but well, she's but
0: next to steve carell she's the best character on the office
1: hands yeah down. Well, i mean she's fantastic and that's an example of why programs like that well the, the way executed is a little half-assed it's like okay we'll commit to hiring one person but you know because of that that means that you have your diverse your, you have your diversity so you don't need to worry about that anymore in the rest of your staff and also we'll cover it so mm-hmm. it's like it's good in a way that it gave more people opportunity, but it also executed in a way that it was like didn't necessarily give them much power, authority, or power mm-hmm. or reason to be listened to. But again, it shows why. But obviously, this funny person who may not have has many opportunities if she hadn't had that had that opportunity at NBC that right. helps her. So this, in this
0: in this in these instances, yeah. the system works, but uh, the system is still flawed.
1: Right. It's, I mean, right, it's better than no effort but there's. it's still executed in a way that is sort of still Clunky. discriminatory in a way yeah. <laughs> because you're allowing people to say like, okay, on my you know, on, on my New York cop show I have my token whatever so now I can hire all the rest, of, everyone else can be white guys and, yeah. you know, or, or whatever
0: now, now this is a dumb question um, like a show like Fresh Off the Boat where it is a predominantly mm-hmm. um, minority cast would it be a diversity hire to have white people on that show? With
1: I mean, that, it, does it I, don't runs, I don't think ABC runs it. I don't think ABC does. I mean, I'm sure ABC has initiatives to have diverse hiring, but I don't think they. I, I mean, my understanding of that show was it was a pretty diverse running cast. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? And that was the discretion of the showrunner hiring people. Um, I mean, but no, I, I mean, I, I, I don't think. That if ABC had a similar program in place, that hiring a white person would be a think Americans were on that show. On Fresh, Fresh Off, off the, boat? the
0: Boat? There was Eddie's friend, right? Did he? No, he didn't have any black friends.
1: Yeah, all well, his friends were white, I think. Were they the black hairs on the show?
0: And Jessica didn't have any that I'm remembering. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think anyone at the restaurant. Yeah, was. so that is the interesting
1: thing about ABC because of their families and moms. Like, it's the, Well, now a lot of them have but. For a while, it was, like, they specifically had, like, their Asian family sitcom, and their Black family sitcom, and their Jewish family sitcom, and their gay family sitcom, and it was, like, within those shows, there wasn't, like, there wasn't necessarily a lot of... Once you get outside the family, it's like Goldbergs. Once you get outside the Jewish main family, like, pretty much everyone's white. Like, black-ish, the, black the Well, black is a little better because they interact with, like, other... Black people at school, yeah. I guess, and Doesn't like the, white people, but it's like but like, predominantly white. Yeah, guy. but right, but it's like, but I'm trying to think about it now. It's like basically there's like one, there's one Asian character who's like a friend of the the twins, the twin kids. Like other than that, it's all black. So even then, it's like it's all black characters or the white people they work with. Like yeah. um, the, I mean the 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 real news was there. Gae Com was all white people. Like fresh off the boat is it's all Asian people or white people. Like. The, the oh, speechless was the disabled family sitcom. Yeah. Like that was well, no, the oh no, the, the the care or the assistant, the caretaker who helped the kid with, with CP was with C P was black, yeah. Cedric yeah. Garbo was black, but everything everyone else is white. Like, so yeah. even then like it's weird, like they, they have each show is quote unquote diverse, but it's like within the show it's actually still yeah. pretty homogenous.
0: A diverse lineup, but Yeah. Still centered in each show is, is where you'll find few mixing races. Yeah.
1: Now, Fox, I know specifically Fox had a diversity mandate for shows. That's why, for example, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is such a diverse show. Like, that was a product of the Fox years of you must hire, like, I don't think they set quotas per se, but it was like you need to have people from all different backgrounds. Like, um,. I don't know what other Fox shows are made. Enlisted was some shit. Was like a show that only lasted like one season. But it was a show about like military recruits, and that was very diverse. Like, um, I'm trying to think of. I, I my mind I, is blinking I, right now, but man, I'm Fox sure shows that
0: aren't animated, I couldn't tell you that many because I don't really watch. Yeah, I don't know Fox if they still shows. have. I don't
1: know if they still have that same. If they still have that same mandate mandate as they did, um, mm. but I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I I do feel like if you look at procedurals and stuff like the even though we don't necessarily watch like the cop shows and the doctor, like the Shonda Ryan shows all are all pretty, pretty diverse in terms of sexuality yeah. race law and order or gender. that one
0: doesn't exist anymore but like CSI and things like that are pretty diverse
1: that's I don't know about so CSI funny, but, I think, but I feel like all the Chicago shows are I
0: would have to agree with you yeah. what about Grey's Anatomy
1: oh or that's, Shandarine, that's Shandarine. a Shonda yeah. yeah. all her shows are pretty
0: Man, she, she and who's the guy that does the American Horror Story right yeah they are like two of the hardest working people i think going right now, or at least maybe a few years ago they were but it seemed like they each had like four shows on at the same yeah. time it's like what how do you find yeah. time for this and they both like, have
1: massive netflix deals
0: yeah, yeah. like like six figures each or something like
1: that oh way more than two. <laughs> way more like eight figures maybe nine figures uh, actually nine figures i think yeah
0: yikes hmm. wow Uh, Our next scene (laughs) delves right back into that subject matter. Uh, But there is a a couple of scenes we've had to cut just for the sake of time. Uh, Jack has come to Liz to try and get uh, a solution to his problem. Uh, He can't choose, which is the title of the episode, he can't choose between Derek Jeter and Lee Marvin. And the setup of that is because the night before, uh, Jack had the choice of watching Lee Marvin movies with Nancy or going to Derek Jeter's apartment and watching a bunch of mayors and rich people, uh, play beer pong and just have a fun party time. So, uh, he's essentially asking Liz, who do you choose between when it's Lee Marvin and Derek Jeter? Um, but Liz can't help her cause help him because she has her own problems. Uh, do we, should we clarify who Lee Marvin is for the younger audience in case
1: that's their fight for me as well.
0: I mean, I'm not going to be much help here. The most, uh, the best reference I've got was he was in a, a musical called Gonna Paint Your Wagon uh, because they referenced it on The Simpsons. Uh, oh, they, Paint
1: Your Wagon. That's where Mariah Carey got her name from.
0: Uh, see, I learned something. You learned something today, and I learned something today. I did not know that at all. Um, but, yeah, so. I mean, he was an old Western star, uh passed away in 87 so he's he's been gone for a while now um but he was just one of those gruff voice i guess like a modern day lee martin would probably be like sam elliott just a very old-fashioned looking man um but he was a hollywood person hollywood actor
1: (laughs) hollywood person doesn't really say much famous old-timey hollywood 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 person. person you know you know the type watch tcm and his movies probably come on sure yeah
0: Um, ask your grandparents they probably know more about lee marvin than anyone else Uh, meanwhile back in the writer's room uh we learn more that uh, tracy is passing on his ideas of racial prejudice as uh pete is begging for him to help frame two back because they're black they must know each other right
6: I can't believe Tufer quit. Do you have any idea how much paperwork I have to fill out because of this? He
5: left with his ID. Tracy, Tracy, Tracy.
6: Buddy, will you call Tufer and talk some sense into
5: him? Oh, yeah, just ask the black guy, because we all know each other. Pete, could you tell a bald eagle to stop scaring me at zoos? You know, I've been wanting to say this for a few seconds now. This workplace has become a hotbed of old-school racism. Come on, Trey, no one here is racist. Oh, yeah? How come I'm always forced to play ridiculous characters that don't enunciate well? Uh... So what? Look at Italians. We're
6: always portrayed either as Goombas or Guidos, but we don't care, because we're successful members of society.
5: So maybe your problem is that you're finally being treated like everybody else. Nah, you can play it off. But I know you're all secretly mad because we finally have a black Disney princess.
4: You know, there actually hasn't been a white princess since 1991.
5: Tiana, Mulan, Pocahontas,
6: Jasmine. Wow, she's right.
4: There are little blonde girls in this country who have no idea they can be beautiful. That's why I started Jenna's Kids. It's a summer camp that teaches pretty blonde girls how to be mean.
1: Well, thankfully we finally had Frozen to give little Ooh. white girls their time in the sun again. They're,
0: yeah, they finally got a yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I realized what they said there was technically true. But I was thinking, I was like, is that really true? And I was like, I guess it sort of is. But on the other hand, you had Hercules and Meg is like, I guess Meg is not technically a princess, but I mean, she. Was a white lady who filled the princess role of that movie, right. like romantic, Lion King. Like I mean, they're long, lions, but, they're but I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, like, yeah, that's true. But I mean, they're they're not. Pe- I mean, that's <laughs> right. true. Like they're not people. They're not, I mean, yeah, they're personification. Right? Uh, I don't know. Like, what else? Are, is there, are there any other? What were the other movies? Hunchback, no, Hunchback but no, kind as of yeah. Well, Esmeralda would be the, but she was a, a Roma, I guess. Yeah. Um, hmm.
0: Uh, oh, no, there's the... Uh, no. Uh, Atlantis. Oh, I forgot about that movie. That a lot of people do. I've, I've never seen it. Either. I've
1: seen it, but I couldn't tell I you... I couldn't tell
0: you what... I mean, she's
1: dark-skinned,
0: so I wouldn't assume she was white.
1: I don't remember anything about that movie. No.
0: That was like that... La- I mean, it was post-Hunchback, so... Emperor's
1: New Groove have a... Well, that took place in Peru, though, so she probably wasn't a white girl then.
0: No, she, there was a princess... There wasn't very many females in that movie, really. Eartha Kitt.
1: Yeah, Eartha Kitt. She I... iconic. She was, iconic a, she was performance. Kitt. Oh,
0: fantastic! Oh my god, go seek out *Inversion Group*. That movie. Was <laughs> That's great. a very underrated thing. It's so good. It was really cool. That movie. That is great. Um, yeah, I guess there was very little representation. Well, good, good, job,
1: Disney. With the, but they had like 50 years before that. Oh, movie. for sure. Plenty yeah. of white representation. So white Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Sleeping Beauty, Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid. Beauty uh, and the Beast. Yeah, there's not, a good
0: not, not necessarily they were princesses, but right. they, I mean, Ariel became a princess, yeah. and like basically, if you were the male, female, or if you were the female lead, you were a princess in Disney. Yes.
1: Yeah. So I'm just thinking really quickly to see if there's any movies we missed. Pocahontas. Did he mention well, yeah, Pocahontas? he mentioned. Oh, yeah, okay. he mentioned Pocahontas. Um, right, Mulan. So well, I, well, not really princess Patty mayonnaise. Patty mayonnaise. I, is Doug's first God, movie. movie yeah, sucks. Yeah. Okay. toy I mean yeah so the other thing is like also Pixar right so Toy Story is 95 Toy Story 2 is 99 so it's like it's true like it's true but when you get to the late 90s it also is moving from the traditionally animated yeah. movies to Pixar and I mean Toy Story there's no princess but I mean it's like
0: yeah but I don't count that as a Disney movie because that's more yeah. just
1: Disney produced versus Disney yeah. um we love Disney. Stitch. that's not a princess but I mean yeah. I don't know yeah but I mean once you start getting into the early 2000s I mean there's not really like it feels like in a way like Pocahontas, Hercules, Mulan were the last of the traditional.
0: And was Mulan really even a princess? No, as I'm saying exactly. Emperor, no, exactly. So.
1: No. Yeah, I mean, well, and you have Tarzan in '99, which you have Jane in the, and again in, in the, the quote-unquote yeah. princess role. That's you know, but I mean, yeah, because I mean, if you start getting then into the early 2000s, so you have I mean, Monsters Inc., uh, Spirit Away. That's. Different, but Finding Nemo, Brother Bear, Home on the Range, Incredibles—like you're starting to move into the, you know, what I mean, you're moving yeah. away from the traditional. I mean, really, yeah. is there any traditional Princess in the Frog? Right, was 2009. But, but other than that, I mean, oh, Tangled, Tangle, but that's, that's Rapunzel. Princes. That's all. That's a white princess. I mean, like, it's the white person. That, yeah,
0: yeah. You know, I mean? Frozen was the next. So, and they were technically,
1: yeah. So technically, I think they are correct here. Mm-hmm. But it's like they make it sound like it's you know what I mean yeah. it, 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 the, I don't know the way they, they, it's like oh no Disney no white Disney princesses for like 20 years and I realize that's set up for the Jenna joke which is hilarious right. but like because I was thinking about, it, I was like wait a second like is that actually right and it, it sort of is but it's also it like a you, little it is determining what yeah. you
0: consider a princess yeah uh, but yeah uh, but every time she, she makes a joke there about uh, Jenna's kids all I think is the I think it's season 5 where I th- and I think it's the Queen of Jordan episode it's around that time where she's talking about her her new organization called genocide and Liz keeps trying to get her to understand that she's saying genocide but because she says it with the space it just like she doesn't get it it's such a great joke but we'll get there that's that's a little ways away um, but I also wanted to circle back just a little bit to to Frank's line that he has about how Italians are or represented and um and I mean he's not wrong like that that is a a group that is also prejudiced a lot in media but it's like as same for like Irish people are always presented in a certain light but it's also like like are they is that more acceptable than uh more or less acceptable because they're quote-unquote white races that are portrayed as these very stereotypical ideas of their cultures so it's like yeah it's i mean like frank says like we've just accepted it because i mean it's work or it's whatever but it's like he's not wrong so it's like should they just accept their lot or should they like try harder and or not try harder but like change that and 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 make it where it's like because i mean basically since the godfather like there was a state I and sopranos like godfather goodfellas sopranos irishmen departed like there's this and inf- there's all like seems like every five years there's something that's sort of just still perpetuating these uh mobster or italian or irish stereotypes of just organized crime and things like that, that that's the only way these groups of people seemingly find success in in america
1: i mean yeah well I'd, okay. I'd... Obviously, yes, like, there, there's history, especially, like, early on when they first immigrated, like, Italian and Irish. <laughs> Immigrants, like, experienced discrimination, but, I mean, it, there's still a fundamental difference in that a lot of them weren't dragged or sold over here right. to, into slavery right. or building, forced to build a lot of things that, you know, are yeah. historic, of oh, historic importance. I mean, so... I, don't want to So don't want to totally dismiss and say that, oh, you know, Italians are white they you know, they've never faced any issues. But at the same time, there's a big difference between
0: having to work harder because you came over as immigrants versus forced right. to come over. And, and, and,
1: and, and in the modern state, you st- I mean, you know what I mean? Like there's still there's still lots of active discrimination against people of color, black people, in a way there isn't really against
5: Italians.
6: Yeah. You call Tufer, beg him to come back.
5: Absolutely not. Of course not. The Aryan hates and fears the African man, as we so clearly saw in the Blade movies. What? No, I didn't
4: want Tufer to quit, but I respect his decision. As a woman in this business, shut up. In this world, I have never received special treatment at work or in love. So why should anybody else?
6: Oh, listen.
0: Meanwhile, we're back at wine and cheese night at the Y M C A.
4: Look at me. I'm at a singles event in New York City. La-dee-da! I'm sure it's a little bright in here and they could have rescheduled that youth karate class. Yes, insane. Yes, but this is fun! Oh, come on. It's pathetic. Why am I doing this? Because you live in life. Hey, how you doing? You see Avatar?
2: Yeah,
6: that new 3D is amazing.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I found myself rooting for our boys in uniform, not those blue hippies. But full disclosure, I had a couple of drinks prior, too. You know, Liz? Yeah, I thought that marine robot thing... They weren't marines. Some of them were former marines, but they were mercenaries working for a space mining company.
3: Uh, All right. Uh, See you later.
4: What are you doing? I was warming him up for you, and and you start talking about space mining? What, do you want to just sit around and be wrong? Come on, Liz. Every man in this room is single. Who do you want to meet? Nobody. I mean, that guy has a beard. Who knows what's under there? Tattoo guy? Too promiscuous. T-shirt tucked into jeans. Oh, that guy looks like he'd just be mean to me. God, Liz, you're so negative. Oh, now you just sound like Jack. Hey, I'm no relationship expert. The last time I used a birth control device, it was the 70s, and it looked like soap on a rope. But every time you see what you don't want, you sound like a cranky cow, and you're not that. You're smart, and you're fun. So stop talking about what you don't want, and start figuring out what you do want, and then go get
2: it. Jerem! look how drunk I am, and how full of cheese my mouth is. That's not that much cheese.
1: I <laughs> think
0: that scene cements your uh, idea of he's a he's a Liz analog in yeah. this episode. Maybe she got more scenes with him. That would have been fun.
1: Yeah, I feel like Liz is in in that scene, like the the summation of all in her discussion, like who wants to sit around and let people be wrong or whatever she said I mean, well I mean at that time that was a topical thing
0: yeah like, the internet wasn't the potentially dangerous bad area it is now but
1: no I'm saying that, that sums a lot of inner right. discussion like <laughs> it's like yeah. can't let people be wrong right. like I have to make I sure everyone to, knows I that, that I, know this, this is, this is <laughs> right or that I'm right or Incific you know whatever. fact must yeah. be known
0: it's like I, but I get it like yeah. I mean I but, definitely have someone who's like I have to bite my tongue a lot because it's like because it's just general pop culture or something, it's like, oh, you know, I was watching this movie and it starred this actor and I'm like, that's wrong, but I'm not gonna say that because you just yeah. look like an asshole and no one wants to be well, an like, asshole. like, I
1: also feel like some point in maturing adulthood is, like, realizing that, like, stories don't necessarily have to be 100%, 100% accurate, you know what I mean? Like, not that, you know, like, if you're telling a story about something that happened to you or whatever, it should be totally fabricated, but it's, like, sometimes it's, like, it's okay, like, to not, because I feel like I... I Am someone who maybe used to be more that way? Or is, like, if someone's was telling a story and it was, like, oh, that didn't exactly happen that way, you know what I mean? It's, like, ultimately that's a minor detail. It's, like, you shouldn't let, I don't know, you shouldn't let the truth, you know what I mean, the absolute 100% truth get in the way of, like, a good story or a good yeah. conversation as long, you know what I mean? If, if, I Even mean, if it's a big thing, like, if someone, you know what I mean, if someone like is, if like, saying, like, cars. the earth is flat, like, that's different. But if you're just saying, you are know, like, oh, you know, we went here and then we went to here and... I, you know, I I, guess we'll or I say, got this, yeah. it's like, it doesn't really matter that you exactly went in that order or anything, you know what I mean? And I yeah. feel like sometimes, like, I don't know, like some people may have personalities to be like, no, this is exactly what happened to this exact yeah. order. And a part of it, I mean, it kind of ties in, in Liz, I guess for dating maturity, but just in general, like there's a sort of maturity in like knowing that not, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to be 100% on. Like if you're wrong, it's not like, I don't know. It's not necessarily a bad thing or something that necessarily needs to be corrected. Is, you yeah. know what I mean?
0: No, you're right. And and I'm on the other side I, of you of being... I'm not too detail-oriented in telling a story, but I just feel like halfway through telling a story, I'm already second-guessing, like, does that detail need to be made? No. Oh. But you've already made it. But it's like, okay, so don't do it anymore. But then, like, now I'm trying to tell a story, but also thinking about what needs to be kept in and kept mm. out. So it's like uh, 75% through the story, I'm just giving up because I'm just like... you're. I, I, I feel like I'm pretty good at reading someone. And I'm watching their eyes glaze over, and they just lost interest. so then I'm just, I just, I literally, there's instances where I've just stopped talking because it's just like, I don't know, I don't know what to continue with because you're bored, I'm bored by my own story. Let's change the subject. Say,
1: so you found five dollars.
0: <laughs> ah, that's 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 the best capper. If you have, if you're telling a bad story, just say that. Ugh. Ah, but Liz has a breakthrough at the next dodgeball game. Unfortunately, it comes with a terrible twist. Or not terrible, but just a twist.
2: No, no don't.
4: No, it's okay. I don't want to hurt you. But I'll tell you what I do want. I want someone who will be monogamous and nice to his mother. And I want someone who likes musicals, but knows to just shut his mouth when I'm watching Lost. And I want someone who thinks being really into cars is lame and strip clubs are gross. I want someone who will actually empty the dishwasher instead of just taking out forks as needed, like I do. I want someone with clean hands and feet and beefy forearms like a damn Disney prince. And I want him to genuinely like me, even when I'm old. And that's what I want.
3: You make much English. This is fun alcoholics meeting.
1: I know, I guess that was inevitably leading up to some kind of joke, but, like, that feels like a little bit of a, I don't know, like... I don't know. Just like it was a little lame to me. So it was just like, "Oh, he doesn't speak much English, so he didn't understand what she was saying." Like,
0: yeah, I mean, I feel like I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, joke a lot, or I've seen it before, but I think at the time it wasn't something that was as prominently seen as like a joke. So, maybe it maybe was fresh ten years ago, but maybe. I, don't know. Um, but I mean, I mean, it, it is funny that she literally is like after thirty some years, she's fine. It's just like here's what I want. I'm throwing myself out there after a week of frustrating single mixers I'm finally putting myself out there and of course the person I open my heart to yeah. is catching no words of it it's just it's like wasted but it obviously it's a good thing for her because it's a weight off of her and it, right. it helps her but at the same time it is I don't know 10 years removed it's not as funny as it may have been initially
1: yeah well I I, I think the really reason why is because this is the line about like the Easily being an alcoholic alcoholic my opinion, whatever. I think that's the reason. Like, why, like, why, why would well, that be? Why would dodgeball be an alcoholic? Right. In a nice yeah. I feel like I think that's the reason why that yeah, it gets true. me more like, than just a the,
0: yeah. Because this we've seen now. This is the, at least the second game that they have of dodgeball. Yeah. Would he not know from the first game that it is, or is not yeah. an alcoholic? let's just think it's game?
1: a way to keep themselves occupied so they don't. Maybe. I don't know. I'm,
0: I'm maybe like maybe he, he had a friend play. that brought him along that. I
1: don't, I don't know. I'm thinking about it too much, but it's just like I—I yeah. I actually think that's the reason why. that like, because I was just like, that seems like so random. Random, yeah.
0: But I guess maybe they were going for the random, random. I, I guess, guess. yeah. Uh, in this scene, Liz also learns that she was a diversity hire as well.
4: Well,
6: well, well. Never got a hand up, is that right, Liz Levin?
4: What? Come on, Pete. I'm in a good mood. And
6: it's over. While trying to find Twofer's dental records and personnel down on the basement mezzanine. I pulled your file. Elizabeth, I don't know how to pronounce your middle name. Lemon.
4: Yes, yeah, not at least.
6: You attended the University of Maryland on a partial competitive jazz dance scholarship. So? So NCAA competitive jazz dance was created as part of Title IX. You were able to pay for college because of a program that favored women
4: favored women to correct an imbalance
6: there's more you were only hired by the second city because they needed someone who could remember to feed the theater cat oh no otis you're gonna hate this one the only reason nbc picked up the girly show is because of the flack they got from women's groups after airing the action drama bitch hunter
5: happy birthday bitches
4: Oh my god. I'm no better than Twofer. Or Lutz with his BS Inuit ancestry, or you whose dad was in the Masons with Dave Garraway. I shouldn't be here.
6: This is America. None of us are supposed to be here.
4: I need to dance this out.
0: i couldn't find anything but i feel like the bitch hunter. well one i guess we should explain that's will ferrell as a cameo um he'll come back he'll have another one which i assume they filmed this one they filmed the same day they did this and just saved it but he'll return in a later episode as the the end credits joke um but i i couldn't find it in my research but i feel like that Reference of they only picked up X show because of blast they got from airing a particularly controversial show seems like it's probably art imitating life kind of thing but I couldn't find anything about it personally I don't know if you did or
1: anything. yeah well there there's a reference at the end that says produced by Ben Silverman who that's a real reference because he was the co-chairman of NBC from 2007 to 2009 and like f- from what I understand like had a reputation of like running show basically he failed up and then had a reputation of running shows like and successful things into the ground so i i I don't know like what the specific reference is but i assume like this is this would have aired in early 2010 so it would have been after he would he after he was out of nbc so it's definitely a derogatory reference against him in some way like i don't know if maybe he had ideas for shows like that that were just like ridiculously like just over the top over top top and stupid and misogynistic or whatever but like it's definitely like that's definitely a shot at him because as soon as I thought I was like wait a second like because I feel like he had a stint in ABC or something too and like ran into like issues of just like not having success or something but anyway um, so to be fair he was an executive producer on, on some successful shows like The Office and Ugly Betty but um, quite a few very unsuccessful shows too so anyway it, it, it's definitely direct reference in some way just, I'm sure some of his ideas but I, I, don't, uh, so get, maybe I, that's I don't get a specific what but
0: more than a reference of the marrying something controversial and it's probably yeah. just a bad idea that shouldn't have been greenlit and was.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, right. So two things. I, I realized in this scene, like Tracy had that scene towards the beginning where he like has a conversation with Twofer and then he like, he disappears. Like, I don't think he's been in the episode since then, which I just realized I was no, like- No, he
0: was in the writer's room when Liz came in about, uh, when Pete's trying to get everybody back and uh, Tracy's saying like, um, where Liz has her, or uh, Jenna's talking about her, uh, Jenna's kids, things like that. Like, he was in that scene, too. But, yeah, I think he's he's gone after that. We don't see yeah. him again. Sorry I interrupted. Oh, no, I was in that. That, that was yeah. all I had to say about that part.
1: And the second thing was just, like, because Pete references Title IX in that scene. And, like, anything, like, actually, like, Title IX is the reason why, like, America is, like, so successful and dominant in some women's sports like soccer. Because basically because Title IX, which mandated that for, like, every... I don't know if it was just sports or all extracurricular activities at colleges, like, if, like, it had to be funded for both men and women, so, like, if you had, like, the men's soccer, you had to have the women's soccer, like, men's field hockey, women's field, or, you know, whatever, et cetera, like, back and forth, so, because of that, like, that's the reason why, like, the U.S. then all of a sudden had a built-in infrastructure for sports like soccer that led to a point, like, a lot of other countries didn't have the same funding, I guess, so... Mm-hmm. That's the reason why, like, the U.S., like, does so well. They dominate. Like, yeah, and, it's, it's, and it, I guess especially, like, if you, if you look at sports, the women, American women are very successful in that men aren't necessarily as successful in because, like, they've had that infrastructure there for however many years, a couple mm-hmm. of decades now, or a few decades now, that directly oh, dates back to Title IX funding. So where's other football ways football in which diversity programs, where's huh? Where's women's oh, football? That's true. That's true. I don't know. Um have women's
0: baseball, softball. Women's basketball, come on! Women's football, when is it?
1: <laughs> Can
0: they not play football?
1: Well, they the, see, see, they did secretized nice swimming. That was that was a women's equivalent. that they have a women's but no men's of. No, I don't know. I just made something up. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway so that's well, another example know. of. Privilege. diversity well no diversity initiative that has led to an net positive because i mean if you don't have well, title like, nine well if you don't have title nine then you probably don't have the women's professional soccer age, which i mean there, there's a history really, of those struggling to be successful but you probably don't have much of anything at all without but a
0: cynical look at that is well that means those women in america have that now privilege of the reason they're so dominant is because they've had Infrastructure in place where well no other exactly countries don't so like, right I mean, exactly it's, it's like it's a net positive but at the same time it's for the entire industry of the sport it's a negative to those other countries well, right like that. that's
1: why like like the last women's world cup how the US beats Thailand like thirteen to zero or whatever is because. You, with, have such a like literally that. the tie team is you have some people on that team who are not even full time you know what I mean they have mm-hmm. other jobs they're not like full time soccer players
0: mm-hmm. so. I remember that. I remember they got a lot of flack for that because they were just so dominant but it
1: wasn't just that it was because they also were celebrated like when, yeah. when they saw like the ninth goal and the 10th goal they, they were still like doing celebrations top, yeah. which people said was you know not appropriate
0: or or I mean that is kind of a bit much but it's also like it's the grandest stage man go all out yeah I mean, I could see the argument on both sides, but well, I
1: mean, right. So I, I think part of the pushback though was that if they were men celebrating like that, like would there have been the same criticism? Which I mean, probably not. Of course, on a point you don't really have men's teams in the world like uh, that's true. Going back to inequality because of the, the, the level, you're not really having thirteen to zero. Like I think, I think like eight, really eight to game. eight to zero, or eight to one might be the biggest World Cup men's World Cup. Deficit?
0: Deficit. I, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, you don't see that that often in Yeah, and certainly not in recent times the when the rest of
1: the world has had more time to catch up.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So. Alright. Our final scene uh, is going to take us out, uh, and it's going to present our last big uh-oh for the episode. Actually, there is one last thing we should mention about that last scene. Uh, she mumbles through it, so you can't quite tell what Liz's middle name is and for a few seasons there were people asking what exactly is her name because the caption does not pick it up the subtitles does not pick it up it is unintelligible name but uh Tina Fey ended up like you remember when like Office was doing those like bonus gags and they were they were getting that digital content stuff in uh the the Tina Fey did a in-character Liz Lemon like webcam uh Q&A kind of thing and that was one of the questions asked: Is what is your middle name? Was Liz Lemon's middle name? Mm-hmm. And it is it Mirvaldis. Mirvaldis M I E R V A L D I S, and it's a Latvian descent name. But it is a shout out to a friend of the show, Katie Mirvaldis. Wow. So she stumbles through it. So I, I think it's intentionally unintelligible. So you're yeah. just like what? Um, but yeah. So the answer is out there. Yeah, now you know Mirvaldis.
4: Jack, would TGS have gotten on TV if I was a dude?
3: No, it was affirmative action. Why do you think your checks aren't the same color as Howie Mandel's? (sighs) Two amazing gifts from two amazing women.
4: Each gift symbolic of the woman who gave it to you. One, the past, a connection to home and the man that you were. The other, the future, the promise. Uh,
3: Yes, Levin, I get it. I can't let this go on any longer. I choose Avery, right? Yes.
4: Okay, but are you sure it's not just because you saw Avery last? No. Well. Hey, Liz, how'd it go with the guys at Dodgeball? You let one in? Into your heart. I mean, God. It it actually went okay.
3: Uh, I'm sorry you and I couldn't get together last night.
4: Yeah, me too. Uh, But now I gotta run. So what do you say, I come back in a couple of weeks, I cook you a pot roast, we drink too much wine, and see how it goes?
3: That sounds amazing.
4: (laughs) We'll be keeping an eye on this story as it develops, but it's clearly a conflict of interest. And at the risk of editorializing, I am personally outraged.
0: That's some fun.
1: uh, I always do like double uh, entendre on scene. Or is that is that the
0: right term for it? That would be the right term, but
1: I don't know a scene where where another character is unknowingly to them making commentary on the other situation that they're involved in.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's a better way to describe that than entendre. Entendre, I don't think is right. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, but I don't know what the The phrasing fits the situation, even though it's out of context. Yeah contextual commentary yeah all right well
1: so who will he choose the classic Lee Marvin or Lee the Lee young and spunky, and spunky Derek, Derek Jeter
0: now that I didn't even rehearse uh I mean, even, even by this time Derek Jeter wasn't exactly young and spunky I think he was That's true. in his late 30s almost closing in 40 I don't know I'm not sure I really followed him but he's retired
1: now, now he, by, yeah now, yeah, he now
0: he's definitely retired yeah. um but yeah, so I guess we'll set up the credit scene is actually one that uh, is the first one in a while that actually closes out a story rather than just being a random cutaway or a final joke. Uh, Tufer does come back to uh, the TGS writer's room under the condition that he is no longer a diversity hire. Um, and so they decide to develop new nicknames for him. Uh, but yeah, that's Lee Marvin versus Derek Jeter. Uh, final thoughts on the episode as we close out?
1: yeah that was a good episode definitely better than the definitely better than last week's so i think the last couple
0: yeah agreed. agree um, yeah i think the content uh like we said and sort of hammered home through the book of this episode is is topical um for different reasons but uh just in terms of racism in america and diversity and, and um, privilege and things like that like uh two for story i feel like nowadays would most likely get the bulk of the story rather than just a a third of the story but um yeah i think uh, even though it was in a jokey manner and they were sort of poking fun at themselves for donald glover's uh, time on the show um it still was something that was important and and needed to be said and even though they may not have handled that well uh not many shows around this time were even discussing the subject matter, so.
1: Yeah, but even then, I, I'm just curious how the show would handle it in the context of mm-hmm. nanoworklops. You now. because, like, in 2010, you're still early Obama, so it's, like, it's e- it's easier to get away with sort of the breezier mm-hmm. tone of racism. It's fixed now, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. nowadays, it would be, I mean, even, I mean, but pr- not even necessarily talking about the last week or two even the last couple of years, like, it would have a different, you know what I mean? Like, they would, it wouldn't necessarily be a totally different story. Like, I wouldn't I-, I would say that they couldn't or wouldn't do this, but it would be a very different approach. I feel like it wouldn't be as breezy in the way they approach Like, I mean, it would still be comedic, obviously, I'm sure, but, like, I think they would approach it in a more, I don't know, I- I- I'd I just be curious to see how, how they would approach it from yeah. a 20, post-2016 context, I guess. See, I don't
0: think they would ignore it, they would definitely have matter
1: on it. Yeah, they um, wouldn't do it the same way, but I, I, but I'd be curious in the way they would do it, like a lot of allegories and stuff it. like
0: that. And yeah. uh, but now I'm curious because even at this time, the Apprentice is on. So and I'm trying to okay. think if they, I don't think they ever make a Donald Trump reference in Thirty Rock. I could be wrong about that, um, but I don't.
1: They make Apprentice references though. I think, yeah, right? Yeah, they've made I feel an like a Rooster one... reference. Yeah, but I, and I feel like there's a reference to the sh- show in... During some like NBC focus yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, you might be right, but I don't know if they ever explicitly referenced Trump, and mm-hmm. I don't know if they would even do that in a modern sense. If they no, they would wouldn't be know. because, well, I don't
1: know.
0: I mean, not because oh he's on The Apprentice and that was on NBC, but more just like. Maybe they would though. I think no they would problem, have to. They'd have to because they referenced Bush, they reference Clinton, Bush, a Gore, lot. And Obama, they'd, yeah. Obama, McCain. They they referenced everyone else. That would be yeah. a big. Name. So they would have
1: had to. Well, they would have had to, or they would have like purposely gone out of the way not to. Which, who knows? how. I, I don't know. I, I think
0: they funny. would. I see. I think now, looking how they treat Kim Jong Il in the season five, mm-hmm. they would probably do something like that. Just do like a, a not the. Donald Trump's not already a character, but do like a really over the top character, uh, or a caricature right. of yeah. him, of just uh, an incredibly over the top person. That's probably what they would they would how they would handle him. Seems like that's. You know, I feel like it would be hacky at this point to do that now. I feel like everyone else has already done that, so it wouldn't be fresh. Yeah. Did Peacock watch yet, or is it, or has it been
1: pushed back? It so it did a soft launch to like certain like if you're a Comcast. Mm-hmm. subscriber who has like some certain box or something yeah. when you get it yeah, I think but the really full rollout, rollout is not until
0: but it was supposed to be spring right they pushed it back
1: no no, no the, 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 the main was launch is always going to be a little bit before the Olympics because they were used as a big platform like <laughs> to promote during the before and during the Olympics but yeah, I think it is still launching in July sometime mm-hmm. if I remember correctly but I'm not sure exactly when.
0: Hmm. All right, well, as always, thank you for joining us on GoToThere. If you like what we're doing, rating, reviewing, all that fun stuff, it's going to be the best way to help us out. Uh, We will see you next week in episode 76, entitled Konani. If you would take us out.
1: See you next time.
4: Yeah, sure, but you got to count
2: Princess Giselle from gentleman hey. hey! What are you doing here? Liz has invited me back as a budgeted employee. Apparently, I'm the only one among us who could spell. Welcome back, James. Hang on, who's James? As a condition of my reemployment, I have requested that I no longer be called Toofer. Great! New nickname suggestions, go!
4: Victoria Q. Nerdballs. Kanye East. Super Virgin.
2: Splat! Show sure for black spot. Griefer because you're also gay. Okay, fine, okay. fine. Twofer. I'll just go back to twofer.
4: Yeah. Hey, <laughs> welcome back.